Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic Sea Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by coronatools.com, the nation's leader in garden and landscaping tools. Listeners of The Organic View can receive 20% off their coronatools.com purchase by using the coupon code ORGVIEW. That's O-R-G-V-I-E-W. For more promotional offers, please visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. And don't forget to check out our contest section. Recently, the USDA's NRCS, which stands for the Natural Resources Conservation Service, made some changes to its conservation enhancement activity available to corn and soy farmers. This conservation enhancement is designed to, quote-unquote, eliminate routine use of neonicotinoid seed treatments to reduce risk of pesticides in surface water by reducing the total amount of chemical applied and reducing the potential for delivery of chemicals into water bodies that would impair water quality and fish and wildlife habitat. Is this a step in the right direction? Or is it an effort to put a Band-Aid on a gushing wound? On today's show, Tom and I will discuss the pros and cons of this latest development. So I'd like to welcome to the show my co-host, Colorado beekeeper, Mr. Tom Theobald. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, June. Thank you for having this. I'm looking forward to this discussion. This, is once again, is breaking news. We're having some beautiful spring weather. The dandelion bloom is peaking. The fruit bloom, the apples and things like that, escaped a late frost, and they're in full bloom. The mason bees are very busy. I'm going to have lots of filled straws this year, so we're off to a good start. The colony out in the backyard, I've double-queened, and it's taller than my head. Well, thanks to your interest in mason bees, I actually discovered what I probably would have disregarded as a housefly, and lo and behold, a mason bee. So, Tom, I just want to say thank you for your efforts to enlighten everyone about your love of mason bees. And, and. I've enjoyed watching the mason bees for many years, and I've encouraged others to do it now that I have enough that I can sell some. Well, hopefully, Tom, you will influence others, especially beekeepers, in regards to today's topic, which is about this latest development. Recently, there was research that was published in which neonicotinoids were found in the Great Lakes. And the reason that that was such a big deal is because of the crops that are grown in that region and also because it's a source of water. And then we had the recent news of the European ban 
on three major pesticides, three major neonicotinoids. So this development, while it does appear to be in the right direction, is it really what what is needed? Or is this, as I said before, is it just a Band-Aid that's been put on a gushing wound? Interesting question, Joan. And this news just broke yesterday, so we don't know everything about it, but it's pretty much as you described in the beginning. It's called an enhancement program, I think, and as I read it, it takes taxpayer dollars and reimburses farmers who agree to a one-year contract not to use seed treated with neonicotinoids. Now, on its face, that seems like a step in the right direction, and it probably is, but Given the characteristics of the neonicotinoids, is it really going to have any effect, or is it just window dressing for a very serious problem? I think back to uh, uh, several years ago uh, when this was an issue, the EPA's response was to prohibit uh, or to discourage spraying of blooming crops unless it was done at night. Now, this was used long ago for some of the uh, toxic chemicals with a short residual, and it made sense to spray at the end of the day or early in the morning before the bees started flying if you had a chemical that had six hours of residual effect. But with the neonicotinoids, they can remain in poisonous amounts in the soil and in the water for years. And... Spraying at night will have no effect on in increasing their safety. And the question is whether taking a farm here and there out of the use of coated seed is going to have any effect is the question. And my view is that absolutely not. This is just another attempt to give the illusion that something is being done when it isn't. These chemicals need to be removed from the market. It's quite simple. The European Union decision is very important because it wasn't some willy-nilly decision that was made off the cuff under lobbying pressure. In 2013, the EU uh, voted to, to ban neonicotinoids on several commodity crops like corn, soybeans, canola, and that came as a result of a very thorough investigation of the science. But over the intervening five years, EFSA, the European Food Safety Authority or agency, um, has spent five years weighing quite literally several hundred scientific studies which have connected the neonicotinoids not only to horrible problems with the honeybee, but with other pollinators, with freshwater invertebrates, with birds moving up the food chain, insectivorous birds here in the United States have declined dramatically. So they evaluated the science over a five-year period before making the decision to ban all outdoor use of the three most toxic of the uh, neonicotinoid family. Imidacloprid, clothianidin, and thiamethoxam. 
I don't know where we're headed, but it doesn't look good. I don't see any response to the science here in the United States on the part of the EPA. Or or Congress, for that matter. Congress is the ultimately the uh, highest management level of the EPA. And, uh, you know, you don't have to look at the news too closely to see what's going on at the EPA with Pruitt in charge. Well, there have been some talks on social media about food security, and not once has it been mentioned the threat that these neonicotinoids pose on our food, not to mention all the crops that we export. Yeah, that's beginning to emerge now, the medical concerns, and uh, particularly for young children who are still at a formative stage. And uh, before we started the interview today, I was watching an old video done in the late 50s on Rachel Carson and DDT. And it's astounding, the arguments that were being raised at that time about how safe DDT was and how harmless it was to people. And and uh, we're hearing the same story today with the neonicotinoids. It's, it's very uncomfortable to watch that old video and see that we're just seeing the same story all over again. It's time for the people to rise up and say no more of this. Well... When you take a look what's happening around the world, you see people that are speaking up, scientists that are speaking up, even elected officials are speaking up. But once again, it begs the question, what exactly is EPA doing to protect us? Or is it, as you've said for so many years, Tom, are they solely just the marketing arm for industry? Well, you know, the more I understand the problem, the clearer it becomes to me that we're in the grip of a system that has absolutely no concern for the health of the environment, for the health of you, for the health of your loved ones, for the consequences of what they're doing. If there's money to be made, they will do it. And they will either ignore the consequences or dismiss the consequences, minimize the consequences. That's the battle that we're in with the neonicotinoids. And they're perfectly content. I hope that you're willing to sacrifice yourself and your loved ones to these chemicals or the planet, uh, because they certainly are, and that's what they're doing. It's time for a, a significant change to the way we're conducting business here and it's it rests with the people to see that that begins we certainly can't look to the leaders for direction well tom i know that on a local level you are doing a number of speaking engagements could you take a moment and share with our listeners a recent event with the league of women voters sunday uh, afternoon I had been asked to speak to the League of Women Voters, the Boulder County League of Women Voters, about colony collapse and the neonicotinoids. And after I had agreed to do that, they got two additional speakers. One was an old friend of mine, a fellow who's been a beekeeper since he was a child, uh, Lyle Johnston, and Rebecca Larson, who's a Ph.D. with the Western Sugar Cooperative. 
I think you could reasonably put those two on the uh, corporate side and me on the other side. And so we each had 10 minutes to present our position, what we thought the evidence was. And then uh, we had an hour and a half of questions and answers from the audience. So that was uh, that was Sunday afternoon. And uh, I did the best I could to present the evidence as I see it. And uh, the other two pretty much uh, undermined what I had to say. But the difference was I was I was speaking from a base basis of knowledge, and uh, they their uh, commitment to to the truth and to the data was uh, pretty casual. <laughs> so that's what we're up against. Um, Frustrating, but I'll continue to speak. And I think ultimately my position is that let the science speak for itself. The science is very clear. There were several hundred studies that EFSA considered in reaching the uh, EU decision. Um, the science is there, and all the people have to do is take a look at the science. The pertinent scientific uh, evidence and interviews and people are free to do the homework. Take the time to understand what the science is saying, and, and the science will speak for itself. The bottom line is that comments that you've been making, especially the impact, as you pointed out, have remained unchallenged, as well as a very important piece of research that was conducted by Dutch toxicologist Dr. Hank Tanakis, which involves the dose-time ratio, and that has never been challenged. It can't be challenged because it is factual, and industry knows that. That's why they will never challenge it, because they know that there is no wiggle room. It's solid research. Well, Hank comes to that position from his research in uh, cancer, and basically what it says is that a, that a tiny dose of something over time can produce a dramatic effect. A cancer can become a tumor, can become a an organ that fails can become all kinds of things. And it's historically in toxicology, uh, the dose made the poison. If you drink too much water, it's poisonous. If you eat too much salt, it's poisonous. And that's the old way of thinking. But with the dose-time ratio, what it means is that what it would take to produce an acute kill, in other words, give something to you that would kill you immediately or very quickly, a tiny fraction of that administered over a period of time can produce the same effect. And that's the dose-time ratio. That's the dose-time concept. But the science is clear, and anyone who is willing to do even a... a a modest amount of homework to understand what the science is telling us, we'll see the lie and misrepresentation in what they're being told. And I encourage people to do that because it's only the people who are going to change this. We cannot expect any change from the system, from the corporations, or from our leadership, I'm afraid. Unfortunately, you're right. Tom, it's been great talking to you, but we are out of time. Folks, I just want to share some really good news. One of our sponsors, Corona Tools, 
is actually celebrating their 90th anniversary, and they they are launching their new Grow 90 campaign. So for those of you that do get out there and garden, please check out all of the wonderful tools that they have and take advantage of the discount that they're offering for listeners of the Organic View Radio Network. It's basically a 20% discount if you use the keyword OrgView. That's O-R-G-V-I-E-W. So check that out. And what better time than spring to check out your inventory of garden tools? You know, I do it every spring, and I wonder where is this and where is that, and I need one of these, and now is the time to do that. And thank you, June, for providing this venue for these continuing discussions, and thank you to our listeners who tune in every week to hear what we have to say. We're doing our best to keep you informed. Thank you, Tom. Folks, thank you for tuning in. Tune in next week as Tom and I continue the discussion. If you have any questions for us, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at questions at theorganicview.com. Thank you for tuning in. This has been June Stoyer with the Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.